Hey kids, you're listening to the internet's wettest podcast about video games, consoles, and pancakes. The SML Podcast. Hello? My hope oh. was not misplaced. For what hope? That you would I, show I, up. I, yeah, I said you were going to show up on time. Which I did. You did. I'm so proud. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> that's, that's what Joe has. That the clap. Oh. No, the clap. Oh. You had Whatever. to ruin a moment. <laughs> what do you mean I had to ruin a moment? The moment... moment <laughs> The moment was already ruined the moment I came into <laughs> on the podcast. True. And the moment you fumbled that joke. <sighs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the SML Podcast. I am your host, Joe. Joining as usual, we've got Jacob and Bree. How are you two doing? I'm cold. Are you? I mean, Henry Kissinger's dead, so I'm pretty, um, I'm cool with that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Where is it? There we go. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh. That might have been the only time that that sound got played in uh in celebration of his death. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> so how how's things going? Uh how was your your past week? Oh, we had Thanksgiving. That was a thing. Was that the past week? That was Oh, well, I was on Tuesday's episode, so I'm kind of like, you know, not Baked. with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty what? Baked. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Knocking. Yeah. I'm waiting till after this episode, because I figured it was going to be short enough since Aki's not here. So, yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of news to get to, but I'm I'm legitimately interested in how your weeks were. Mine, something good finally happened for once. Yay. Uh, Did my, you see your penis? No, my caffeine addiction paid off because the the whole <laughs> Mountain Dew Doritos Rockstar promotion going on where you could like buy Doritos and shit and redeem points online. I got Starfield okay. for free. Oh, cool. Nice. And a $10 Xbox card. Fucking yeah! <laughs> Sweet. Is that all you've Fucking yeah, so indeed. far? Tony, or? thank you so much for the 69th month sub. Ooh. You know, you didn't announce my 10-month sub. I did last episode. Oh, I wasn't around. And Burger Thing subbed. I thank you as well. Oh. But Tony subbed for the 69th month. Just wait till he does it for the 420th. <laughs> I'm still doing this show. Of course, we're going to be doing this show. We're, we're going to be in fucking nursing homes, <laughs> reviewing like you know the latest like malware games that uh, we downloaded to our phones that our grandkids have to like you know tell us like you know Graham, stop downloading this shit on your phone. Like, oh, Jacob, how are you doing today? Uh, poop myself again. <laughs> Still playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
It'll be available on your phone by then, for sure. <laughs> oh, it'll be available uh, December 5th. Remember? It's Let's coming see. to Apple Arcade. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. What, what else is going on with the game? Like, let's uh, let's might, might as well just dive into news. What what news is going on with Disney Dreamlight? I know you want to talk about stuff. So well, just tell I mean, us what's next going week. On. Next week is the uh, launch of a Rift in Time, the uh, the expansion. So I'm taking a full two days off from work so I can play it because you know <laughs> that's where my life is at. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, man. I I, I know, but judge. at the same time, it, like you know, it it feels kind of weird that you know here I am, like a huge like thirty eight year old dude, you know, who's just like yeah. What'd you, you take know, off I'm, for Call of Duty, Madden, Halo, Diablo, uh, Dreamlight Valley, most Disney. hardcore game out there. Isn't <laughs> it Dreamlight, motherfuckers? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm excited to see what happens in the. Uh, in the uh, expansion, although Joe shared with me that officially we are not getting the cozy edition crap, and I'm just like, like I, 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 like, oh, I want somebody oh. to buy. A co- well, it's like I want somebody to buy the cozy edition to see if it comes with a code or if it's just on the disc. And so, like, you know, if the DLC is just on the disc, I'm just like gonna pop over to somebody's house and like load it up. But yeah, yeah I don't know how it works. Yeah, they haven't said so. But uh yeah. Um and then oh, Jack Skellington is also coming to the game Ooh, that day. That's cool. That's yeah. Exciting. Yeah, they've been they've been kind of like low key hyping it with the stuff you can buy in the store. Like this week you could buy Sally's dress if you want to. Why didn't they put him in like a month ago? Or I'm wondering if like he, I'm wondering if like he wasn't ready or something. Um, cause I thought about that too. Like it, like it should have been like a Halloween thing. Um, well, I guess it's why more can't Christmas-y. it be both? Yeah. yeah, could have done both. I mean, I mean, cause at the same time, it is close to Christmas. So, yeah. and I heard uh, he causes nightmares before it. I yes. mean, you cause nightmares too. Oh, that yeah, but that's throughout the year, jerk. So anyway, you know what else people are getting hyped about? Uh. The latest Game Pass editions. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What do we got we, coming? We got two uh two shadow drops last night just popped up and uh it led to Xbox revealing the whole month's lineup of Game Pass. Uh they did announce that this is the whole thing. There's not gonna be another one mid month, so don't expect another lineup until January. But uh last night we got Remnant and Remnant Two. I don't know what those are. Because you're a bad I hear person. They're pretty good. <laughs> I mean, people apparently, calling it did Remnant well Two one of people. the games of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. December first tomorrow. We're getting more games. Spirit of the North and Steam World Build is a day one launch. Cool. Uh, what's Spirit of the North? Your uh, little box the game with the fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know how many indie games I've played with there? That's the description. You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fox in the snow. That's still not helpful. <sighs> God. <laughs> Awaken the spirit of the north and start your journey. Hold Set on. out on a beautiful and meaningful adventure across landscapes inspired by those in Iceland. Discover a land left in ruin as you're guided across mountains by the guardian of the northern lights, solving environmental puzzles to uncover what happened to the ancient civilization that once lived there. You know, 
the worst part about it is you just read like the whole description of it. And I can still think of like at least three other indie games with, with foxes or similar uh, animals that like are pretty damn close to that description. Let me guess. It's also played in a third person perspective too, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Is it third or is it 2D? <laughs> I played a tiny bit of it. It's a, it's 3D, but... Uh, All right, indie yeah. developers, you got to stop using foxes. We need new animals. So you should start <laughs> using like anteaters. Uh, I would say geckos, but you know, we have, we've Peng- got that we need a- things coming out. Pangolin uh, game. Uh, oh, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We need one of those. Um, give me something else, Joe. What's another underused animal? Koala bear. <gasps> oh, yes. Bear. We also don't have very many blobfish games. There's a reason for that one. <laughs> Ooh, giraffe. Uh, no, there is one. There's that. Uh, there's that detective one that I had to play. Oh, I like that game. Yeah, that was good. I liked it. Yeah, actually, I think there was two. Oh man, that's weird. Anyway, December. 5th. Have we been doing this for too long? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, what about that giraffe game? Which one? Like, <laughs> I'm now like, oh god, have I ever been reviewing indie games for too long now? Like, yes, yes. the answer is yes. No, god help me if I ever got into RPGs. <laughs> oh, hey, you have to like, you're this party of four people, and you have to go like save the world from this evil megalomaniac who, uh, you know, has this power that he just found, and he's going to destroy the world. Oh, but you have Magitek to save you. Okay, yes. and and healing powers too. <laughs> yes. Oh, Get that from well, the magicite. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's cleared that up. Which game this is? <laughs> I really, yeah. really hope they bring the pixel remasters to Xbox next year. Like, I'm They're getting not. sick of this shit. Square, <sighs> come the fuck on. <laughs> yep. Like, the, is there even any update on Octopath Two? Not that well, I, I know, know of. Let's it's just, see. Oh, it's coming. When? Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, December 5th, four more games are hitting Game Pass. Lone Drone in the Danger Zone, Rise of the Tomb Raider, While the Iron's Hot, which is a day one release, and World War Z Aftermath. Wait, isn't World War Z Aftermath? Like, that was already released, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, these I- are just joining Game Pass. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's cool, not Game cool. Pass isn't just day one releases, Jacob. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, yes. Like while the iron's hot, which is a day one release. I specified that. You wiener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> December seventh, Goat Sim three. Sim. Yay! <laughs> Forever in your heart, Bree. I mean, I love all of the Goat Sim games, but also special because <laughs> I used it for my two million. So yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, December 8th, Against the Story is hitting Game Pass, which is a PC-only game. Uh, December 12th, Tin Hearts. And December 14th, Far Cry 6. Okay, that's cool. That is a hell of a month for Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even better, Game Pass Core is getting two more games added with Chivalry 2 and Totally Reliable Delivery Service joining on December 6th. Good talk. All right. Uh, leaving Game Pass on December 15th, we've got Chained Echoes. That's a bummer. It's a really mm-hmm. good one. If you have not picked that one up and you're into retro RPGs, 
obviously Jacob is. Uh, uh, turtle metal. <laughs> turtle metal for the win. Indeed. Oh, I should play that. Right? Do I so have good. that still? <laughs> or is it? Fuck, is it Chained Echoes Turtle Race? I do have it. All right, I'm going to yeah. play it. This will be a couple of seconds, so just deal with the silence, you two. Wait, so do we actually? That is a song. That was a song from a JRPG. Yes. Do we still have to sit in silence? No, Jacob, it's it's done. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a really great scene where you have to race turtles, and you are just totally (laughs) not expecting to hear that. It's so good. (laughs) Just thrash metal about a turtle race. (laughs) In a retro JRPG. Yeah, it's a good game. Oh, good. Yeah, pick that one up before it leaves Game Pass. Opus Magnum is leaving PC Game Pass. Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator and Rubber Bandits all leaving Game Pass. Rubber Bandits was fun. It's a pretty quick completion, too. Is it? Yeah. What's it like? What are you doing that? I'm more fun with, with, with friends, but uh, it's like, you know, like little heists. And you have to... It's kind of got like floppy physics and... uh yeah, that's about all I can remember off the top of my head. But it was I had a fun time with it. Floppy physics games are always weird for me. I'm mm-hmm. like I have a hard time playing them just because of the intentionally fucky controls. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know, they they usually frustrate me more than entertain me. Maybe I'll try it though. Anyway, PlayStation Plus lineup for December was announced and uh seems to be a really divisive announcement. Like I thought it was a really good lineup. And then I check the comments on the PlayStation blog and everybody hates it. Why? Because of the lineup. It's Lego okay. 2K Drive. Okay, cool. Cool. Sable. Cool. That is, but okay. Power Wash Simulator. Awesome. That's a nice lineup That's right a good there. Lineup. What's wrong with I- that lineup? I mean, yeah, it's only three games, it? but I mean. Well, that's that's the usual PlayStation Plus monthly lineup is only three games. That's that's not the oh. the catalog. Okay, update. I mean that's solid as hell. You like yeah. <laughs> Xbox folks would kill for that. <laughs> yeah, Xbox doesn't get free games anymore. It's just Game Pass now. Ugh, God. Yeah. So I think I think it's can a good you imagine lineup. if we had had a month like that with games with gold. Oh like my everyone god! Everyone would shit themselves and enjoy, and then PlayStation's like, "This isn't good enough." I mean, it's not good enough that I'm going to renew my membership next month, but whatever. I'm actually in the middle of trying to sell my PS5. Any bites? Possibly two people, but I'm I'm still waiting to find out for sure. I just don't use it, so I mean, why? So in 2024, when you try buying a PS5 again, do we need to just play you this episode or? No, I'll remember. Or okay, so this uh, this is it. This <laughs> yeah. is it, Joe. I need you to find a book, provided you own one, and I need you to swear on that book that this is the last time you've ever bought a PS5. <laughs> I can't make that promise. Bree, I need you to be witness. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just I mean... said I can't make that promise. No, nah, you gotta. No, I don't. You want to know something that's not convincing me to buy a PS5 again? Uh, my sales pitch of it? The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Hmm. 
which was announced. It is hitting PlayStation 5 on January 19th. It will have graphical enhancements, lost levels, dual sense integration, guitar free play, and a roguelike survival mode. Which I'm is sorry, all guitar well free play? Yeah, the, the guitar that you could play in the game, you can just fuck around with it. Never. Oh, okay. I, I didn't yeah. play the game, so I don't know. I, I like for for all I knew, like you could hook up like a rock band like controller that to would it, be and, amazing. like play song. If you could do that, I would buy it. If you could if you could hook up a rock band guitar and play that in the Last of Us Part Two remastered, I would buy the Last of Us Part Two remastered. Uh, the good thing is it's only a ten dollar upgrade for current owners. Uh, I believe it's going to be full price. Otherwise, I I just I don't see the point in remastering a three year old game. It's three years old. Make it DLC. Do what Redfest uh, no. did and How just make a you- patch. You're not going to charge $60 for that kind of DLC. See, like, they have to remaster it so then you, you feel forced to buy it again. I just, I can understand. Like, remaster the Jack and Daxter games. Do something with them, Naughty Dog. Fucking anything with Jack and Daxter. Please? Yeah, but there's not a Jack and Daxter uh, uh, show out right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, a game that actually deserves a new port is Beyond Good and Evil, which has a 20th anniversary edition releasing sometime soon as an Xbox page popped up for it. And Xbox Live Achievements popped up as well. Uh, It is going to be 4K, 60 frames per second, improved graphics and audio, audio auto and cross save. Uh, They'll have an anniversary gallery where you can learn about the development and then Ubisoft confirmed it would release in early 2024, although a handful of people did get to play it early with Ubisoft Plus. That's that's pretty awesome that they got to play it. I wonder how it is, how it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm I sure know Ubisoft like is like, oh, it's not done. It's like, you know, this was not like how it was supposed to be. I, I find that kind of weird because uh, I mean, if if you're if you're all that far along, it seems like it actually is done and ready to release. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, someone someone hit the button early. Who knows? Maybe Ubisoft will be like, fuck it, release it at the Game Awards. That would be nice. That'd be a pretty cool. Uh, Jet Force Gemini is hitting Nintendo Switch Online in December. I'm not so another sure another game. rare game joining Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I I just remember it sucking or thinking it sucked. You suck. Probably, but at the same yeah. time, I don't have fond memories of it, so it's like... That's fair. Uh, 1080 Snowboarding and Harvest Moon 64 are also slated to join in the near future. So some more N64 games joining the lineup. Uh, cool. Dragon's Dogma 2 got a March 22nd release date for PS5, Series X and S, and PC. Going to be a full-on $69.99 game. Okay. <laughs> Uh, vertically impaired weight. Which game? Which game for what? Like wait, Jet Force Gemini? Is that? Yes, I think that's what it was. It's on Rare Replay. You'd always play it that way. <laughs> vertically impaired wants a GameCube emulator on the Switch. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Yes, they had GameCube games running on the Wii U. Yeah, I'm a little mm. surprised that they don't have that. I don't know. Maybe the size of the games is what's preventing that from happening. They were on mm. discs. Yeah. Not like the, you know, Super Nintendo had like eight meg files, ROM files. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of Nintendo, uh, Mario Kart 8 dropped out of the top 20 U.S. game sales for the first time in six years. Everybody owns it that wants it? (laughs) Possibly. uh, The list does not include digital sales. And Nintendo just released a console bundle that includes the game. So that will probably largely account for the drop in people buying it with the console. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some sad news. Them's fighting herds is ending development story mode and future seasons are being scrapped. Mm. Yeah. I heard that was causing quite a tizzy with, uh, uh, the people who had backed it on uh, Kickstarter. I can imagine people would be pissed off. Especially since that game has been in like development for like friggin' forever too. I don't remember. Like, did we, I can't remember if we covered that. I want to say uh, we did, but I don't I, remember I who. Thought we, I thought we did, but I don't. I don't have a laptop open to check. Mm. Yeah, uh, Embracer laid off fifty more people this time at Chorus Developer Fish Labs. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, more layoffs. That's always fun. And then, last bit of news I have: uh, Lords of the Fallen has reportedly sold nine hundred thousand units so far, with half the sales being deluxe edition interesting yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i heard like i I saw an ad for it on my xbox i've literally heard no hype whatsoever for it um so i mean the fact that it's pulling that that's awesome Um, i'm happy for him (laughs) yeah i mean like i like the original version when i was playing it on uh uh i had to review the iphone version years ago (laughs) yeah but that's the news i have brie any news on your end um I didn't have so much news as like, um, I read an article and thought it was like an interesting conversation piece. If you want me to go ahead with that. Yeah. Um, so the article was about a survey that was done, um, asking kids from age like 10 to 17 or something, um, what they wanted for Christmas this year. And top of the list was video games and video game related stuff. But the thing that they were actually looking for was game subscriptions and at the bottom of the list was physical games. Um, so was, I was I was just curious, like, you know, if anybody had any thoughts on that, especially, Jacob, you have kids. Like, what are they asking for? I mean, I, I think we've talked about in the past how we, we tend to be leaning more toward digital, even though we like the idea of physical media. Like, anybody have any thoughts on that? My kids uh, do not care as long as they get it. Um, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, we may have been spoiled a little bit by the outright uh, brand ambassador program because mm. we've, we've racked up like their entire catalog oh, digitally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so the kids are just kind of like, oh, cool. We get to play Bluey day one. Like, great. Sweet. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't care that it's like that there's no special edition or uh, or that there's no physical version. And Honestly, if anything, they're probably happier without a physical version because I'm always on their ass about leaving uh, the Nintendo Switch games out because we oh, have man. quite a few physical games for that. And I'm always like, guys, you can't be leaving the Switch on the floor. And why are these games here? You know, they're going to be put back in the case. Blah, 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 blah. Like, so. I mean, you, yeah. you got you to be serious with, uh, with Switch stuff. Those carts are tiny. They get lost easily. Pets could swallow them. They taste like shit if you do put them in your mouth. Joe could swallow them <laughs> if he comes over to my house. I could. Like it, it would be the worst. And then have I have to explain on? to Ashley. 
Have I licked one? Yeah. Uh, you coming over to my house? No, I haven't licked you over at my house. Um, no, a switch cart. Oh, a switch cart? Uh, I know I... I don't think I've tried to switch one, but um, what was it? Was it 3DS that also did this kind of thing? No, Switch is the first one. Oh. That they put the, sure? the bitter coat thought- on. Okay, batteries yeah. batteries have I- bitter coats. I did but- not know that that was a thing. Yeah, do you have a Switch game? Lick it right now. I, do I it. am not going to lick it. Lick it. See, like the goddamn see, card. <laughs> I'm not going to look at, oh my gosh. But no, see, now I'm like remembering. So GameCube, or not GameCube, uh, Game Boy games, the cartridges were like, you know, the smallest at the time. Someone got one, like their kid got it lodged in a toilet. I remember reading like an article in some <laughs> magazine about this. And like after they went through this whole thing and got it out of the plumbing and it had been sitting in water this whole time, they dried it out and the fucker still worked. <laughs> But now you're telling me to lick a cartridge and I'm just thinking about it being stuck inside a toilet and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they put a bitter coating on it so that kids, if they put it in their mouth, they'll spit it out instinctively. Interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. I have licked one uh, then because I could have sworn it was like 3DS carts it had at first no. or something. But um, but yeah, no, I have. it. I didn't think it's that gross, but I'm also not a kid, so... It's not supposed to be gross. It's supposed to be bitter. Oh. Yeah. It's not supposed to like taste like poopy. It's just supposed to be bitter so that you spit it out. Well, I didn't immediately spit it out. You're a sadist. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm, but- I'm, on, I'm on board with an all-digital future. I really am. People are, are, are quick to, to jump that, oh, well, you don't really own your games anymore. And I'm at the point where I don't care. Yeah. I, I have such a big backlog. Even if I even if I just focused on like this year of stuff I personally buy or bought. I can't talk. Bide. Uh <laughs> stuff that I just personally bought. Uh brand new even. Like day one. I my backlog would be enormous. And mm-hmm. I just I'm never going to get to them. I'm never going to finish them. So if they take them away from me, I'll be six consoles ahead and they'll end the servers for it. And then I won't be able to play them. Like it sucks Mm. that they're removing all these 360 games. It sucks that they're removing all these original Xbox games, but I'm honestly not really going to go back and play most of them. Yeah. Like I have hundreds of games on my 360 and I, I have a list of games I want to buy from the games that are disappearing, I'm not going to play them. I'm just going to fucking buy them and sit on them. Yeah. Cause I mean, like my thing too, is that like, I was thinking about like the games that I had, like I need to pick up and I did the math for it. And it, I think it comes out to like 500 games total for like, Boy. God only knows how, how much actually, I don't think it's 500, but I think it's like, I don't think it's 500 games, but I think it's like, I think it might be like it might cost like five hundred dollars total to pick yeah, up everything I need. Sense. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that I'd still have to go get another hard drive for it at least. Yeah. Like so, it means I have to like get like an external hard drive for my Xbox 360, which in all reality only f- gets fired up when my kids want to hang out in our bedroom while I'm like sorting laundry or I'm taking a nap and they decide they want to hang out with dad. Um, but yeah, like. I mean, there are some games I do want to pick up. Like, I still want to pick up Bubble Bobble Neo. Uh, I would Mm. like to grab Choplifter HD, uh, the Double Dragon 2 version that they have on 360. 
which I don't think they've released in any other form. Uh, I've Rainbow got Chop Island Lifter. That's pretty fun. <laughs> there's, there's not a bunch, but like I want, I want to get the two Two Worlds games digital just so I don't have to oh, like... Is, <laughs> this is more a me thing, but they're like on the bottom shelf and we have cardboard <laughs> up everywhere to prevent the cats from peeing on my games. And I don't want to pull the cardboard out and reach down and pick up a game. I would rather just download it. <laughs> I was about to say you're just a lazy ass. I am. Not the <laughs> I'll see when that. it comes to the 360 stuff. I if I'm going to buy any games, I'm going to make sure that they're physical at this point, just because I don't want to deal with the downloading and the potential loss of anything else from there. But like, yeah, but there's still tons of games consoles, that aren't. Oh, for sure. But for current consoles, I'm like, yes, all digital. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm I'm ready to go through my physical Xbox One games and just get rid of most of them and either yeah. convert to like, digital I, or just not worry about the games because I'm not gonna play them. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like I think back to like all the old Xbox original Xbox games that I played, and it's just like okay, Advent Rising is available. You know, play on Xbox Series X. Halo. All right, go off to the Master Chief Collection. Fable again <laughs> go off anniversary. to uh, you know just yeah pick up the anniversary edition which mm-hmm. was the superior one anyway um and then it's just like i draw a blank at everything else like what the heck else was i like i played ddr but <laughs> i'm too old and fat at this point <laughs> like, <laughs> i still have um, high school musical on 360 with the dance pad i swear cool. to god i'm gonna fire up one day Oh God! <laughs> Scare the cats! Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but yeah, it's like I try to think of like what the heck else I used to play back. Oh yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two. The servers are shut off anyway, so who gives a shit? So Crimson Skies, it, like both of these are also available in modern Xbox, but the servers are shut off anyway. Man. So it's like the only game I'd care about is Links Two Thousand Four. Which I still think is the best golf game ever. I think you have rose tinted glasses on that. I think you need to shut your pie hole. <laughs> That's how you sound. That's how you sound. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could be so mature about this, Joe. <laughs> so, Bree, why do you put up with us? <laughs> Are you really certain you have nothing better to do on a Thursday night? Because I'm, I mean, find, I'm finding this hard to believe at this point. <laughs> I might just be crazy. Mm, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did we fully answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought that that was like, you know, an interesting <laughs> bit of data that, you know, we could talk around. I, so, yeah. Oh, even yeah. even collector's Sorry. editions these Jeez. days, like give me a collector's edition with a digital code and I'm good. People hate that PlayStation is doing that. But there's people who have discless consoles that they can't use a disc. So why buy a collector collector's edition with a disc? Mm, Just include yeah. a digital code. You cover everybody. Mm-hmm. They still include a steel book, so you have something to put on your shelf. Yeah. I, I think that's good enough. Give me that. Do what Starfield did, where they gave you a digital code, a steel book, and in the steel book was a replica credit chip from the game. Mm. 
That's cool. I'm get, I'm good yeah, with that. I don't need like, it anymore because not- I got it from fucking Mountain Dew. But if I still wanted the <laughs> game, I I could have. I was gonna do that, but not anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like thinking back to like how my kids operate with this kind of stuff, um, and it also got me thinking about like how everyone was just like, oh, like what, like who cares about them offering Minecraft? Like it's an empty case and it just has a code. Or I don't know if Minecraft does that, but I'm giving an example. Um, and the thing is like, it, like, as we talked about this, it kind of dawned on me that those things aren't for us. Those are for like the grandparents and the parents. So they could give their kids something yeah. and then the kid's just going to redeem it and then play it on their switch or Xbox or whatever, but they need to have that thing. So the kid can open it. And like, and I thought about my own kids with that and it was like, oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because like my kids, if I just woke them up on Christmas Day and was like, yo, the new Sonic games on the Xbox, they'd be like, oh, cool, but kind of probably forget about it. But meanwhile, if I handed them like the case, they'd be like, and open, like, first off, they'd be excited to open it, but then we'd be like, oh, shit, we got Sonic, but like, and then they might go off and play it as they wait two hours for it to download on Christmas <laughs> Day. Um, so it's like, I get I, them updates. Yeah, like, so I mean, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, my kids, I think, are past that initial <laughs> thing, and it's just, they would just, you know, they'd rather open up something else then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, my kids, I think, as long as they know it's there, they're fine. It's a good talk. Good yeah. Yeah. Jacob, any news on your end? Sonic the Hedgehog 3, movie <laughs> watch. <laughs> Where's Aki when you need her? <laughs> I don't ever need her. Bazinga or whatever oh, the fuck they say it on there. Why? That's right. That's right. I went there. I'm going to censor I'm, that. I'm going to annoy the crap out of everyone because Aki's not here to annoy me. That's anyway. Uh, yeah. So filming has resumed and they took a photo of uh, the uh, filming location, wherever they're at. And we got to see Shadow. Or at least like a little standee that they use to like so uh, actors can reference where Shadow's supposed to be standing. However, we also got to see his sneakers that he's wearing. So exciting! Ooh. And the movie's out next year, like oh, close like to Christmas that soon. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like Christmas time. Still, really quick turnaround, isn't it? Nah. Do oh. like, you realize how much CGI is in this film? Yeah, it feels like they need to put a lot of work into it. I guarantee, like, they were already working on it by the time that they finished Sonic. Or by the time that Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 2 was out in theaters, I guarantee they were already starting work on the Cracking CGI. the whip on working for three, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Because, um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you really watch the Sonic movies, you realize, like, how much of the live-action stuff is all in, like, one room or, like... You know, or it's just like an outdoor set that could, they could have just filmed this anywhere. Um, yeah. So I, there really doesn't seem to be all that much to these movies as much as I like them. I mean, I'm not dissing them. It's just, yeah. it seems like they're a lot easier to film than you'd think. That's fair. What else you got? That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. All right. Should we dive into reviews? Let's do it. Yeah, we can. All right. 
Uh, first game to talk about tonight is Forest Grove, developed by Mega Games, published by Blowfish Studios, released November 29th on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC for $19.99. In Forest Grove, a teenager heiress has gone missing, foul play is suspected, uncover a cast of characters, collect evidence, and find the truth in this futuristic detective game. Bree, tell us about your time with Forest Grove. All right, so we get to take the role of detective and find the missing teen, Zoe, who's recently treated for a mental health episode before she vanished. Ms. Kunsta Madigard is from a wealthy family, also known for their philanthropy, but more importantly, the father's work on a high-tech nanodeck that is being used for the first time by the new remote forensic branch of Homeland Security to solve this very case. This takes place around 50 or so years in the future, where AI helps us do more things, doors open automatically, and we can simulate an entire house, including snippets of audio and video from security sensors in the real house to allow us to see things in a different way while we're trying to solve a case. Uh, The family was very well known and liked, but there's a sad history. Mom died, dad remarried, and then he died, leaving the, the teenager to the stepmother, Uh, And the company and everything in his fortune is ultimately left to the daughter in the will, leaving the stepmother with just a monthly stipend to take care of herself and the girl until the girl comes of age. There's a list of suspects close to the missing girl that we get to investigate. The angry boyfriend, his shady boss, the best friend from Japan, the housekeeper, the former business partner of the father, and the doctor that Zoe's been seeing, who seems a bit too involved in her life. But... The mother, the original mother, uh, may have passed down a genetic trait for something called Cotard syndrome, which is also known as walking corpse syndrome, which is like, I had to go look it up. It was pretty interesting. Uh, you, your body you like feels unreal, and uh, because you don't feel your body, it's easy to hurt yourself, and ultimately, uh, you know, things are just going haywire in your brain. It was like just a neat little thing that they put in there. Um, but the daughter is was exhibiting signs of the same syndrome before she disappeared. So makes sense maybe that the doctor in a rich family is like super involved because they're trying to protect the girl. But ultimately she's gone and now we gotta figure out what happened. So to solve the case, we have to search the house or the simulated house for DNA on different objects. We get to listen to audio clips. Um that we find in little hot spots throughout the house and watch holographic projections of security footage. Uh, that's a little bit more, there's like two layers to it. You can watch it um, as if it were really happening, and then you can see the security footage layer. Um, it's it's very high-tech stuff. And while we're there, we also get to crack some passwords, find hidden clues. We read. Uh, we get to hack in and read messages from the suspects, like phones and uh, laptops and stuff. Uh, we find suspicious information on just about everybody, and the deeper... You look, the more you find. Turns out the family liked puzzles. Uh, so we get, we have like a reason to be solving puzzles. Like sometimes you play a game, you're, you're solving a, a mystery, and there's these puzzles. Like why? Why, why are there puzzles? No, they, they created a reason that felt natural. Like, oh, the, you know, the mother was really interested in ancient technologies um, and riddles and things. She even wrote a book on it. So like there's a reason for the puzzles to exist, which is really cool. Um, once you find enough evidence, you have to go to the computer in the RFB, um, hub outside of the house, and you get to link physical evidence that you found in the house 
to charges on your different suspects. And that was the first time I felt like I wasn't given enough instruction on what to do in the game. Uh, ultimately, I found the solution, and that was good. Um, let's see. It's, uh, I mean, it's really just a lot of detective work going through and finding all of these different objects and, and, and kind of swirling them around to find, like, fingerprints on them. Um, it was a really cool atmosphere, although it was a little dark, um, which, uh, and Aki, Aki also got to play this, and I talked with her about this. Um, the, like, I felt like the darkness was a nice, like, ambient thing, but it could have been a little brighter or given us some options to to kind of brighten that up. You end up having to use a flashlight for most of it to find stuff. But in a simulation, it feels like you should have just been able to brighten up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the 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 voice acting was pretty good, which is is important because you've got all these different audio clips and holographic images to go through, and that's a big part of telling the story. But the graphics for the character models were a little amateur. Um, that did not detract from things for me too much. Um, it was a it was a good story told in a in a you know a different way than I'm used to for a detective story. And I just I really enjoyed the immersion, uh, being in the house and being able to walk around and touch and rotate things. Um, so yeah, all in all, had a really good time with it. I know Aki said that she loved it as well. Yeah. That she, uh, she hopes they make another game like it. Uh, she also said, what is it? The Digihouse room? What is that? Uh, so that's the simulation. Um, <laughs> when you're, when you're walking in the holodeck, um, and the house is simulated for the first time, it's got these like bright crackly, um, digi effect. I don't know how, how else to explain it. It's like crackled lightning. Maybe uh, so I could I could see where um, someone with Aki's like visual issues and, you know, seizure like stuff like that would be an issue for her. Uh, once you get inside the house, it's it's fine. It just looks like a normal house. But the outside inside the nano deck was just like crackled lightning. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. If maybe they tone down the effects on that possibly or have an option to do so for accessibility yeah. reasons. Uh, otherwise, Aki seemed to love it. Uh, based on what she talked to me about, uh, what are your thoughts on it? The game costs I mean, twenty bucks. Uh, what kind of verdict do you have? I, I mean, it's a buy it for me as well. Um, I did struggle a little bit finding like one or two objects. Thankfully, Aki and I had a, a little time after the embargo was up to like be able to talk and just be like share share a couple of notes. Um, and uh, we were able to to get get to the end and and find a solution. So yeah, it was, it was really good. Cool. All right. Definitely uh, buy it for me. Sounds good. Moving on. Next game is Trash is Fun. Developed and published by Brian Media. Released November 24th on Xbox One, Series X and S in the Windows Store for $4.99. Embark on an unforgettable journey with your friends around the world in an eco-friendly adventure made specifically for a group of up to four people. After the apocalypse due to global warming, the characters realize that in order to survive, they would have to gather in a team and recycle garbage uh, Jacob and Bree, both of you played this. Jacob, how about you start? What's going on in Trash is Fun? So, <clears throat> Trash is Fun is a multiplayer game um, that, it, like, it's a couch co-op uh, multiplayer game. And uh, it's very similar to Overcooked, in mm -hmm. which, like, everybody has, like, their, like, the game, I mean, thrives on chaos, but of course, it, like it's best managed. You know, if everyone could stick to like one particular role and just like you know everybody just keeps the stuff moving, um, or you know can change tasks on the fly. And the game really 
does like i mean uh, unlike overcooked which you can kind of manage uh with uh you know with one person uh, you can it's really difficult but you can still do it um this one no <laughs> this one is like this is meant for a group and uh unfortunately like uh unlike lol surprise um and overcooked which are a bit more kid friendly this one it just uh, my kids just could not get into it. Um, and it's not like they didn't like the idea of like the animals or like, haha, we're taking down zombies with all this kind of stuff. They even, I mean, they like the environmental thing about it too, but it's just, this game is very like, you got to be on top of your shit. Like there is no time for messing around. Um, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, right. So there kind of is, but not the level <laughs> that my kids like to. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, this is honestly a game I'd suggest more like more for adults to be playing than kids. Um, or, you know, I mean, I guess teenagers too, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind Bree, of fun. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I kind of agree with, you know, the majority of, of what Jacob's saying, like, um, as I, as you got past like the first couple levels, it started to get really, really hard to play by myself. Um, and I could definitely see where, uh, you know, assigning roles or doing certain things like at, at a certain point, these little like cardboard zombies kind of kind of pop up. You can take them down with like flamethrowers and stuff, but like you can't do that and keep your carbon footprint down or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it a whole gets lot of pretty, it's, it's a hard. Yeah, it is a, a hard lot. Juggle. It really is. Yeah. Like, and it, the, uh, the other thing I noticed was that the movement felt kind of slow to me. And I didn't I don't know, maybe I just missed it. And there was a dash, but I didn't find like a dash or anything. So it just kind of felt like everything was moving slower than I wanted it to for the amount of hurry that I was supposed to be having. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And also, I mean, it's just I I, I don't know how effective bots would have been. Uh, for mm. this game, but I really mm. wish that there had been something uh, yeah. for those who just want to play by themselves. You know, even if the game just like dumbed down the difficulty a bit, um, mm. like Overcooked does, you know, depending on how many players you have, like this one just it, it's relentless. It's fun, mm. but you but you need to have a group of people who like this kind of game and are willing to like sit and play it. I mean, mm-hmm. I. And, I enjoy it. Speaking of group, it's yeah. got to be a local group, right? There's right. no online to this. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine my bitching about this game if uh, we were still <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic? Oh, my mm. God. Any couch co-op game, I was like, no, like during the <laughs> pandemic. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I Online would be nice for this, but I'm not going to yeah. ding it too hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a fairly cheap game. It only clocks in at five bucks. What do you two think? I'd recommend it, but you know, as I said, it's it's not going to be LOL surprise and overcooked for your kids. This mm-hmm. is going to be adults who have their shit together. Yeah, <laughs> I and I would say like if you have friends you can play it with, like it 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 rates higher on my list. But like at that price, I'm kind of like, sure, why not? Um, yeah. maybe maybe I can find some friends to play later. You know, <laughs> that that sort of thing. Any easy achievements, at least. Oh yeah, oh, definitely oh, yeah. has easy yeah. achievements. If you're the just looking for that are, yeah. at that price, it's great. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely easy because it's like recycle X amount of boxes, recycle X amount of bottles, like, and it just keeps stacking. So just keep playing levels and sucking and. <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> 
I'm getting I, killed I, by I, zombies. <laughs> yeah. I liked setting the zombies on fire. That that was amazing. Nice. All right. Well, next up is Train Valley 2 Community Edition, developed by Flasm, published by Blitworks, released November 23rd on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, and PS5 for $24.99. Drive forward the industrial revolution in this train tycoon micromanagement game. Build railroads, upgrade your locomotives, keep your trains on schedule without delays or accidents, meet the ever-growing demand of the cities and industries in your tiny valley. Three, what is Train Valley 2? So this is listed as a management game, a micro-management game even, but I want to call this more like a tycoon puzzle game. Um, the game is comprised of different levels with varying objectives and resources. So it's more like um, puzzle levels as opposed to a persistent management game. So like in a lot of tycoon-type games or other management games like okay, you're going to build your whole huge empire over time and you start out with this one little building. This is this is like individual levels. And so while you are still racking up things like money overall, um, you start out with a small sum at the beginning of each level and certain objectives to get to. So the goal of each level is to connect cities and factories and generate and distribute the resources to improve the economy via your trains. You have certain stations will need certain types of products. So you might need, um, I don't know, wood or planks or something. Your station, you have a station with workers. You have to send your workers to the places where the resources are. So you need like six glass or something. So then you've got to send workers to a sand quarry and then they bring the sand to the glass factory. And then you've got to send the glass to the station to fulfill the order. So on the way you build tracks and manage your junctions and and your trains as you go and you can be totally free design or is it it like preset pieces so you have preset pieces but um so like say the level you have i don't know there's one there's called the valley so you have a valley you have to learn to move up and down um There's levels where you may have to put down bridges and things like that. So there's obstacles in the level that are kind of designed for you to have to move around. And there's, I mean, it's, it's free within the limitations of each level, um, how you want to build it. But, um, you know, there's, there's definitely some limitations to what you can do with your resources at first. And like, as you move further through the game, you get more and more advanced things i guess like you can put in bridges and tunnels and that sort of thing to overcome the obstacles but they're all sort of designed more like puzzle levels um and there's getting all of the achievements in this game is gonna be hard um is it (laughs) yeah it's it's there's like 80 achievements on on the list so they're all like five and ten point achievements um and and there are things for like getting 158 levels um there's more than 150. There's probably close to 400 levels in this edition because it has all of the DLC, I guess, in this edition. Wow. Um, and there's community levels. I think it's probably close to 400 levels is, is my best guess. Um, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot to do in this game. Um, and, and it's across like five different ages. And then there's all, like I said, the extra content has just all these different things. So, um, 
but there's like difficulty ratings in the level as well. So each level you go in, you have a set of goals. Uh, one, there's three, there's like five stars you can get in a level. Three of them are for time. So say um, they want you to complete the level in seven minutes, nine minutes, or 12 minutes. I can barely complete a level in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> time, time slows down, like tor stops when you're in certain modes. So like if you're laying track, you have time to think about it. You can you have another sort of pause button that you use while you are switching junctions for your trains to move around. But it's like they really focused in this one on getting you to to play for speed. Um, there's other uh, goals that you'll have, like two goals per level, and that's your other two stars. Like you might want to avoid train crashes. Yeah, only use a certain amount of train tracks, or only uh delete so many so much value worth of stuff or make a certain amount of money minimum by the end of the level and so like you get different stars for that so you have like five stars total i have never gotten a time star the whole time i was playing <laughs> um but i have managed to do a couple of the others but good news you can actually still pass the level even if you get no stars so you can just play this as a chill puzzle game if you don't care about achievements. That's good. Um, and and you get different trains as you go, so they move faster or they carry more things. Uh, you can build more things like bridges and tunnels. You get more complex orders. Um, like, you might need to get cattle to two different stations. To get the cattle, you have to send workers to get grain then you have to move the grain and some workers to the cattle factory. Then you can send the cattle to both of its destinations. But all the while, you have to lay tracks and junctions and switch them as you're trying to manage these four different locations. Uh, and then you may still have two different types of resource orders, like some other area has wood and somebody wants planks, so you got to send the wood uh, workers to the wood, then wood to the plank factory, and then plank to where the order goes at the station. Like it gets pretty, pretty complex after a while, and you're trying to run multiple trains as fast as you can. <laughs> um, but you can take your time and still just play it as a chill puzzle game, which I thought was nice um, overall. Well, it clocks in at 25 bucks. It seems like it has the content, is the fun there. Um, for me, it's more like a try it. And that's, um, again, I, I, I feel like there's almost too much content. Um, it was a little overwhelming. And uh, the amount of time it was taking me to get through some of those levels, um, you know, for, for as many as it looks like there are, that just seemed like a lot. Um, I don't know. Like, it was fun enough as a chill puzzle game. But I feel like I'm missing out on a whole bunch of stuff because I'm not understanding the ins and outs of how I can speed things up. And that's just something that'll come in time. So, well, try it sounds good. So, all right. Seems like for, for the genre that's uh, on track. Bree, what are you up to tonight? <laughs> uh, I am going to go be a pirate again. That's the plan. Yarg. Yeah. Do you have any any final words before we let you loose? Um stay warm, friends. Stay warm. She That's called us chilly. friends. Or wait, she called the <laughs> listeners friends. Yeah, the listeners are friends. We're nowhere Sorry. close. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm gun again. sitting over here in like I'm wearing I'm wearing a scarf and I have gloves on. I'm cold. <laughs> it's like I'm 35 degrees out. So I'm I'm with yeah. you. I'm, I'm wearing I, PJ I pants and a dress cold. shirt. And like the dress shirt isn't even buttoned. Ooh. It's maxi. I mean, it helps induce vomiting, but yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That was why the, the M was in <laughs> you know, there. You two could, if you two could not agree so quickly at the same time, that would be great. No. Nope. Um. <laughs> right. On that note, you guys have a great rest of your night. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Keeping with the cold weather theme, the next game is Barton Lynch Pro Surfing, <laughs> developed and published by Bangara Software. Uh, released November 17th on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, and PC for $49.99, Barton Lynch Pro Surfing pits you against the world's best surfers at the most exotic locations on the planet. An in-depth leaderboard sports game meets free surf exploration at 12 massive worlds. Get pumped by the unique controls, amazing weather, and customization tools. Jacob, what is going on in Barton Lynch Pro Surfing? I was really hoping you would ask like if I was able to hang 10 or something like that. Cause then I was going to go, no, I had a, what? I want you to know that your mic cut out when you did that. Damn it. Uh, whatever. I tried to say wipe out like in the yeah, song. I, I know what you were going for, but it's just what dang it. Yeah. Want to try oh, it well. again? No, not really. The moment passed. Really. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, so it's crash like the waves. <laughs> Oh, that was good. All right. So anyway, Martin Lynch Pro Surfing, tell us about it. So usually when you hear uh, a game like this, you know, with the athlete's name at the beginning and then pro, you know, thanks to Tony Hawk, uh, he kind of ruined that for us uh, (laughs) because, you know, now we just expect like, oh, well, so-and-so pro whatever sport they play, you know, obviously it's going to be as like, physics defying and like you know just fooling around uh as much and instead barton lynch pro surfer uh interestingly enough actually takes the time to explain how surfing works what kind of waves you're looking for how to do certain things and uh also like explain like the positions that you actually need to be in and stuff like that and why it works and stuff i thought that that was a pretty cool uh thing for them to do in the tutorial and unfortunately in practice and much like any other actual sport where they're trying to be realistic about it you're not going to pick this up on the first go in fact you are going to be spending most of your time uh crashing into these waves and like getting like shoved over the wave and behind it and or just like getting you know it just just getting knocked off your board all the time um, and not that that's a bad thing. I mean, is it annoying? Sure. But this game is only going to be as good as the effort that you put into it. Um, so let me, uh, say that at first, dang, Thimber might be right on that one. Uh, Thimber had commented to be honest, the best pro game is PBR pro bull riding the video game. Might be, might be, um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> So, yeah, and so the game does try to take your hand on this. Uh, it has a semi-relaxed tutorial uh, that goes through, like, and it's exhaustive, too. Like, there's, like, 18 or 20 different parts to it uh, that you have to complete to fully complete the tutorial. Um, 
And because I mean, the game wants you to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, And then after you complete the tutorial, I mean, you don't have to complete the tutorial, but it is strongly suggested. And as a reviewer, I am also going to strongly suggest that you do it. Uh, You're allowed to travel to various parts of the world. And most of them aren't unlocked to you at the very beginning because you need to you know, you need to establish yourself as a surfer and get the sponsorships and actually be able to surf. Um, very novel, you know? (laughs) Um, and there are, uh, I think it's like 10 total. It might only be eight. It's like eight or 10, uh, actual pro surfers. You can create your own. However, the game will say like, if you know, you're better off just using one of our, our people on this one, um, because it gets you, ahead quicker. So I went with Barton Lynch and hoping that the man wouldn't let me down. Um, but th- thankfully he didn't, I did. Um, you're, so you're good at letting people down. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, because initially I was like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, that was mean. <laughs> I mean, I've been on this show for like, what, not like almost the whole time. Yeah. More or less nine years. Yeah. I mean, I've nine let years. everyone down. You know, parents, wife, I mean, our listeners, um, you know, everybody. It does this <clears> game <throat> let people down or is it, uh, is as, it so as like, I was saying, welcoming to new players? It's, it tries to be as welcoming as it can be. And as I said, this game is only going to be as good as what you're putting into it. Like if you're like, oh, this isn't like Tony Hawk, like, cause I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping for that. Even though you had told me like, you know, oh, the dev said it's more on the realistic side. I was still hoping that like there would be like a free mode where you could just like mess around in the ocean. There is, but it's not going to be like gravity defying and stuff like that. Um, but it's still really awesome to like, you know, when you get the hang of it, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome to like watch yourself, like go across, you know, go across the wave. Um, and understand like how you're able to do this. Why, like, you know, why it works like that. Um, and so, uh, I had initially started trying to do the campaign stuff, but I was like constantly failing. And so again, you have to just put in the practice with it. And thankfully there is like a free mode uh, where you could go to the areas that you've unlocked and you could just, like, you could just spend hours going across the waves and the game will just keep tossing waves at you because I mean, it's the ocean the ocean has waves like yeah, it does. <laughs> um, that is that is accurate and so yeah and so <laughs> i i honestly i was having fun with it um it this is not a game you're just gonna pick up immediately and like not like knock everybody's socks off with it you are gonna have to practice you are gonna have to like you know make yourself better at this um and honestly i thought it was pretty cool like I'm, I'm glad that the devs went out and made this game. Like I was at, I was having fun with it. Like it's, how is it visually? Because looking at the screenshots on the store page, it, it looks it, very realistic is how is it in motion? I thought it looks pretty cool. I mean, like there are, there are points where the graphics do kind of look last gen, but at the same time, you're spending so much time focusing on, you know, getting the button pushes right. And like making sure that your guy, guy or girl, um, you know, stays in the positions that they need to be in. Uh, so everything, uh, so they could successfully, um, surf, uh, 
I, I thought it looked nice. I mean, it, like it looks good, especially like the water looks really beautiful um, as you're out on the ocean and just honestly, one of the other things that's nice to do is just take in the free ver- like uh, the free mode and just sit there and just watch the world. Like it's pretty nice to do that too. Oh, well, the game clock's in at fifty bucks. Uh, seems like a steep ask. Is is uh, is the content there? Is it worth the it? What are your thoughts? The content's there, um, and I do think it's worth the fifty bucks. But I, I like this is a game I wish that there was a demo for yeah. that, like people could try, like you know, stop and try it, or even like even like one of those like EA play 10 hour demos where like, cause honestly, I, I don't think you'd be able to get like the full grasp of it, like in an hour or even two hours. Um, I think it's something that it's something that you have to work towards. And it might be I something think it's where a content limited demo might work out really well instead of a time limited demo. Yeah. I mean, even if it just gave you just the first beach, just to mess around on, that would be a good, I mean, that's a great suggestion on that. Um, cause the contents there, like the gameplay is, is good. It's just, I could see a lot of people, you know, having that expectation of, you know, athlete pro. No. Okay. So it's going to play like Tony Hawk for a skater. Yeah. No. Um, which does not, but it's pretty cool. And as I said, I'm glad that the devs like that they made this game. Ooh. Like it's really, you know, I'm glad that there's a cool surfing, realistic surfing game out there. All right. Well, uh, that is it for you. We are going to take a quick little break. Uh, and then Aki should be here Either that, or the end of the episode is going to be here. One of the two. I don't know yet. That's Probably exciting. Aki. <laughs> Probably Aki. Gross. All right, moving on. We've got Aki joining us. Aki, how was your trip? It, it was a trip. It was supposed to take three or four days. It took uh, a little under two. Jeez. <laughs> or a little over two, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it was crazy. Just killing those miles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when we stop one time for like about seven-ish hours to try and get sleep, and only my grandma got any. Uh, God. And the rest of the time we were driving, and uh, my grandma doesn't drive, so you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, gee. Well, you made it, and that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, we were lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because now you get to do this shit again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't actually mind it that much. It's pretty. It's pretty well. Fun may not be the right word. I was gonna say, watch it, your words. You don't want to say something that you'll regret. It's it, it's an I like the I get games for free and get to play them part. <laughs> the review part a little less, but you know the it's Jacob part a little it. more or less. <laughs> the, the no, let's. I'm that. I'm not that generous. My generosity is the not at all part um, instead of the much worse of what it is. Uh, but there's no words for the rest of it, so you know. <laughs> Well, hopefully you got some words for a couple of games, because you got three tiny ones to take care of. Are you ready to talk about these? Woot. Let's do this. All right. First up is the Traveler's Path. Fucking yeah! Oh, nope. Raider Biz, just sub for the 20th month. So we are going to thank Raider Biz before we go into that review. 
because the timing I was think, amazing. <laughs> we thank you for wasting your money because yes. that is most definitely what you have just done. And for hanging out with us on a Friday night as we're recording this day after the normal stuff. I yeah, just watched that's wrestling. What happens. Watched that's wrestling what happens and played Diablo, and now I'm doing this shit. <laughs> well, it's an end to the day. Let's just put it that way. It's not a great uh, end, but it is yeah. an end. Anyway, uh, first game, The Traveler's Path, developed by White Rose Games and East Asia Soft, published by East Asia Soft, released November 29th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5 for $4.99. Put your logic and problem-solving skills to the test in The Traveler's Path, a 3D spin on tile-based positional puzzles from a bird's-eye view over forest, snowfields, and more. Your job to help the traveler reach his destination by unscrambling the twisted footpath to his destination. Only by thinking a few steps ahead can you line up the pieces of the path to lead the traveler from start to finish. Aki, I have a feeling I just described the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, basic. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. not There's not much to it. Um, but is it fun? So, yeah. It's not bad. Uh, it, it's not going to win any awards, but it, it's not bad. Um, it's pretty what easy. Is it? Uh, so basically, in this game, you have uh, one and eventually later two characters that are at this flag, and then there's a matching colored flag somewhere else in the level. And you have a lot of different tiles uh, in between these two areas. And what you're doing is you're trying to grab all the ones that have roads and move them around to where it creates a pathway from one flag to the other so that the idiot can walk through. Uh, eventually, you also get some uh, ones that... Uh, well, I guess I should also point out that you can also shift how these tiles are aimed. So if there's a tile that's a vertical road, you can turn it into a horizontal road instead, so on and so forth. Um, eventually you get some added stuff to it where there are some tiles that can't be moved, so you have to build stuff around them, or some tiles that are roads, but the roads can't be turned, so you have to use them as is. Uh, and eventually, also, uh, there are some coins uh, that show up that your character picks up while they're walking. Very simple, very easy game. There's 54 levels, I believe. Uh, in the game, you don't have to play all of them. There are achievements for playing specific levels, and you can just play those levels if you really oh. want. Because um, there is a level select, and you can select literally any level. Uh, I did not realize that until I was pretty far into the game. Uh, <laughs> I, I was originally planning to 100% beat every level and have the whole thing marked off and completed and be like, yeah, I'm awesome, because that's what I do. Uh, however, there is an issue in the game uh, where it will not record that you have completed some levels, even though you've completed those levels. So Weird. that's not, yeah, that's not irritating at all. But it doesn't matter because uh, the achievement for beating that level will pop even if afterwards it says you haven't beaten that level, even though you have multiple times in my case, mm. trying to get it to work. Uh, but yeah, um, again, very, very, very easy game. Uh, this, if your kids like puzzles, this would be a good one for children because th there wasn't a 
but maybe like one particularly annoyingly difficult one to me, and that was it out of all of them. And that was mostly because I was trying to build it in a way that it really just could not be built. It happens. <laughs> well, it clocks in at five bucks. What's your verdict? I think it's a fuck it, why not? I think that's a pretty good solid fuck it, why not game. Cool. Uh, next up is Evil Diary, developed by An- uh, Angelo Game Dev and Nine Ratones, published by Rattlelake Games. Released November 24th on Xbox One, Series X, and S, Switch, PS4, PS5 for $4.99. Enter a post-apocalyptic urban wasteland where your goal is to reach a secure zone, but you have to cut across areas overrun with monsters. Take on the role of Eve, a fierce heroine who is determined to survive the horror by any means necessary. Shoot down enemies from afar or slash them up close and clear the way towards freedom. Aki, what is Evil Diary? Okay, you know uh, in beat em, in beat 'em ups, old school beat 'em ups, how you'd go into one little section and then you would be blocked off from moving any further to the right, and you'd have to beat up all the enemies, and then you could move to the next screen, basically, where you'd also get stopped. That's basically what this game is, uh, yeah. except for they're singular levels instead of doing that. They're very tiny little areas that you're stuck in until you kill a certain amount of enemies. And then you get to move to the next little section. Um, and yeah, uh, that is pretty much the entirety of that game. Uh, you get to move up and down and left and right, obviously, and shoot things that come from the sides of the screen. Uh, there are a bunch of different types of zombies in this. Uh, some of them just, a lot of them just move from one side of the screen to the other. There's a couple that will actually chase after you and will move to attack you. Most of them will just go from one side to the other and then back until you kill them. Uh, There are some flying ones that'll zip around the screen, some that are stationary off the screen that you can't hit, which is some bullshit. Uh, (laughs) That'll shoot at you forever because they're little bastards. Uh, And yeah, uh, majority of this game is just killing X amount of enemies, and it tells you up in the middle, top middle of the screen, it'll tell you how many you have to kill and how many you have killed. So that's really nice. Um, and as it says, you can shoot things, you can slash things with a giant sword. Uh, the sword is fucking useless. Don't use it. Uh, just use the gun. The gun is so amazing. Just just do it. Uh, and the gun has infinite ammo, so yippee. Uh, and yeah, occasionally you pick up things like bombs or health packets for when you get hurt, and you just continue through each individual level, Uh, and occasionally sometimes bad shit happens to your character. Uh, Like, for instance, at some point I lost uh, one health, one of my permanent health points, and you start off with ten, so I lost one, and then another point I lost another two, and I don't know how or why, and it sucked, because then I only had 7 health at the start of every level instead of 10. And every time a zombie hits you going by, it does 1 health damage, and it's like, shit. That leaves you not very much to end up killing like a whole screen of like 50 fucking zombies that you have to deal with. It's like, <laughs> uh. Uh, and yeah, uh, basically your character is trying to get to another state, uh, where there is supposed to be a safe haven. And that is basically, you're just reading pages out of her diary at the beginning of almost every novel, not quite all of them, but most of them. 
basically just detailing her little journey. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, eventually, a- as you're doing this, you also uh, get some points from killing zombies and the like. Uh, and you can use those to unlock the other two optional characters in the game. Each one of them costs a thousand points. And I got 2000 long before I finished the game. Uh, matter of fact, I got it long before I got the rest of the achievements in the game, I think. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really just that simple. Um, there are occasional changes in the type of game it is instead of killing X amount of enemies. Sometimes it's, you have to find this door on, on the level whilst killing enemies and then open it and opening it takes X amount of time. So you just have to kill things until that timer is gone. And that's really it. That's all you got. There's no boss enemies or anything else. There's no extra weapons that you pick up or anything. It's just a very straightforward, simple shoot all the shit. Oh, well, it's five bucks. What do you think of this one? I think this is a pretty good one. If you if you like shooting games like this, it's, it's not bad. I think it's a pretty decent game. I, I think it's a buy it. Cool. One final game to talk about tonight is Pretty Girls Escape Plus. <laughs> Uh, developed and published by Zoo Corporation, released November 23rd on Steam for $4.99. The Plus version is now available in the game Pretty Girls Escape. Slide the blocks left and right in the stage to connect, then erase them and guide the characters to the exit. Collect costumes of nine beautiful girls from idol groups, athletic clubs, and more, and have fun dressing them up. Aki, uh, I know these aren't necessarily after dark games, but they're they're kind of risque. What are your thoughts on Pretty Girls Escape Plus? Okay, well, uh, there, there's a couple things to list here. Um, first, there's two modes to the game, one where you just play randomly and another one that's actually basically a campaign to the game, uh, and in that you unlock money uh, through beating the level as well as beating little challenges within the within the levels, which usually aren't too hard. Usually it's, you know, clear this color, this many of this color block or beat it in under this many turns. Uh, And you use that money to buy outfits for the girls. Uh, And you get to choose which outfit you buy. There's two for each girl that you can buy. And one of them is usually a skimpier like swimsuit or something. So obviously that's the only one you bother buying. Uh, and then there's, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that you can also buy because there's a little picture thing that you can create, um, where you can place the girls and have a background and take a picture and be like, Ooh, for some reason. Uh, and and yeah, uh, so the main premise of this game, I, I thought it was, uh, going to be like a connect three type game where, you know, you have a whole bunch of colored blocks in there and then you have to slide them over to make three or more and then they disappear or something. That isn't the case. That shit already exists. <laughs> the, all, all the blocks are already there. Usually they're already in order to where you could just click them. If In this, if you have three or more in it, you can just click it and they'll disappear. And that is usually how a bunch of this level starts, just at that level. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to clear enough of these blocks out that a there's a large picture of the girl uh, from that mission up somewhere at the top. And you have to clear enough areas that she can reach the bottom. And there are certain areas in there that are holes in the bottom that the picture can fall through. And you just have to get her lined up with one of those. 
Um, there are as levels continue, it does get harder as it starts to give you less of them that are already matched. Uh, and there's also they give you uh, blocks that can't move, uh, as well as blocks that if the character touches it, it kills them. And when I say the blocks don't move, in this, you're not clicking a block and clicking another block and they switch places. Instead, in this game, you click left or right and everything, everything shifts all the way to the left as far as it can go or all the way to the right as far as it can go uh, The for the entire level. Every single item on it, including the character tile, all the ones that could be disappeared if you click on them which means you can fuck up those pretty easily, uh, as well as the little stabby blocks, as I learned, um, much to my chagrin, uh, which kill your character, which I found out much to my chagrin. Uh, and yeah, that that is basically the entire premise of this game, is just get these girls to the bottom and drop them in a hole. And that's it. That's really all there is to it. Well, it's a $5 game. What do you think of it? If you like puzzle games and you like ones that get pretty difficult because this does get surprisingly difficult uh then i think this is for you even though uh it's a weird pretty girl game and therefore it's all about hey let's get girls in skimpy outfits uh and they all have back problems oh yes every last one of them these girls all have tago bitties um (laughs) so yeah if if you don't mind that or can at least get past it, this becomes a pretty difficult puzzle game. So I'm all for it if you like puzzles. Uh, if you don't like puzzles, I really don't think this game is going to be for you because the Tego biddies just, they're not enough. Uh, so <laughs> if you like puzzles... This is more yes, about the game than the, than the fan service. Exactly. Gotcha. And in my opinion, basically all the pretty girl games are more about the game than the fan service if you don't like the game the fan service ain't gonna save it um because i have played a few of these <laughs> yeah so you yeah, and chris if, if you, <laughs> yep so if you like the puzzles go for it if you don't then this is a skip it for sure um cool. yeah all right well that is uh that is it for this episode aki thanks for coming on and doing your thing at the end here big thanks to brie and jacob for doing the first part of the show and chatting news and all that fun jazz uh next week i think we're just gonna have a single show party group thing again so we'll we'll see what goes on there but uh music uh i am completely unprepared and i was supposed to be right re- oh yeah christmas it's it's december now so we're gonna going to start our sml christmas music my eye totally didn't just twitch right then okay yeah have you listened sure. to the sml christmas music i don't know i i've probably heard a couple of songs out of it, it maybe? it's basically Hopefully. songs from friends with sleigh bells added <laughs> yeah okay, like, I'm for like this, this one right here <laughs> <laughs>